but to use them for movement on space aircraft. The horrors of war included the destruction of Judah's vineyards. Today you tend toward beautiful vineyards around Jerusalem. There's some that make the heart of a gardener or vine dresser glad. But back then, after the violence from Babylonians and the Jews bond, there was only the Jews to break the heart of a faithful shepherd. There were no grapes for the eyes to see.
Lord comes to set his people free. And today we also live in an era when the wrath of God is also very active. And so we can ask, how can we continue, how do we rejoice in our sanctification? Apostle Paul wrote regarding our days in Romans 1. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of men who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Sadly, it's not hard to see how this is pushing the sins of the world. Biblical truths are suppressed so many can believe and live the way they want rather than the way their creator prescribed. Suppressing the truth of a creator and divine lawmaker continues to cause the unraveling of Canadian society sadness. Some examples include not loving one's unborn child, killing children, not loving one's neighbor, spouse who is a abusive narcissist, even one not loving a sexual partner. Waiting a little. 
on our calendars and how we have it, but, but he acts, and when he does, there's no visible reason to rejoice. What hope then have we in Jesus? Although by God's grace, his spirit is working in us, we've been preserved from many crimes. None of us have kept God's laws perfectly. None of us are citizens of countries of perfectly just character. Yet for us, there's bread in the cupboard, and even often wine and cake. Maybe some of us have a hard time once in a while being glad even for Jesus. But what if incredible economic and political hardship should come someday? One might wonder, how will we rejoice in this? Well, the good news of Habakkuk that we can still have our joy. We see this in our second point. As we saw recently, the hope of Habakkuk, hopefully this is one of the big takeaways from the series, is that the righteous will live by his faith. Habakkuk 2 verse 4. So obediently believing was the answer in Habakkuk's time, it's the same answer in our time. This faith perspective was key to Habakkuk's joy in the face of an incredibly gloomy forecast. He saw a future without wine, without delicacies, without comfort, without milk, without meat, and other necessities. And he still saw joy in that future. And Habakkuk, he did this while remaining a realist. He didn't stick his head in the sand and disappear into the land of fairy tales, like that of Walt Disney. This was real life about 600 years before Christ's coming as a rule of Caesar Augustus. This was real history. Think of yourself looking at something awful coming down the pike and being able to rejoice in it. Habakkuk wrote, yeah, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Savior. And it's clear from these earlier chapters, chapter 3, who Habakkuk is rejoicing in. He's rejoicing in the God of salvation, the God who works wonders for his people. He's rejoicing in the Lord, the one who saves his people. face turned pale 
so frightened his knees knocked together and his legs gave way. And what happens to the Babylonian king Belshazzar? That very night, Belshazzar, king of the Babylonians, was dead. And Darius the Mede took over the kingdom and gave the king Nebuchadnezzar. God raised up the Medes and Persians to avenge the evil deeds, the horrible things the Babylonians did to the Jews and the other nations. For those who love justice, like Daniel, there would have been great rejoicing in the miserable fate of Nebuchadnezzar. conquered death and Satan by rising again 
know he's now preparing for believers a place to live with him forever. He's setting things up so that his bride, the church, will experience eternal joy with him on a new heaven and a new earth. We read in Revelation about the state of the city called Babylon the Great. We read about the great distress, the destructive storms. But the holy city, the new Jerusalem, will know none of these things. All of the destruction described belongs to the old order of things. A new order is coming, brothers and sisters. And by faith we can enjoy this reality already to a degree. We experience joy already on the journey by having the attitude of thanks to the Lord. Remember Hebrews 11. All these people were still living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. And they admitted that they were aliens and strangers on earth. People who say such things show that they are looking for a country of their own. If they had been thinking of the country they had left, they would have had opportunity to return. Instead, they were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God did not assist them and called their God who has the ability to save the living. This is the second definition of joy that we see. We're not home yet. Similarly, Habakkuk and all those who 
walk by faith, will face great difficulties. But Satan will. He will accuse the Christian. This knowledge gives us 